Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. What is up, my friend? Welcome back to the Speaker Lab Podcast. My name is Graham Baldwin. Good to have you here with us today. Hey, today we are on episode 77-0. We are talking with my good buddy, Joe Michael. Joe is a guy who he has had a, a lot of success creating and building online courses and now teaches a little bit about that. And I know for a lot of people who are interested in speaking, you're also interested in just building your brand, building your platform, and just spreading your message with the world. And so one way to spread that message is certainly by standing on stage and speaking to live audiences in the form of public speaking. But another way to do that is by creating some type of online course of taking content and training and material that you would normally give in a offline live setting and transferring or translating, you know, both the stuff, the content, the message into some type of uh, online training or some type of online course. And so we're going to be talking about that today. Plus, we are just scratching the surface. And so Joe and I are going to be co-hosting a live webinar, a live online workshop, live online training, whatever you want to call it, on June the 16th. That is Thursday, June the 16th. You can register for that. It's totally free by going over to thespeakerlab.com slash course. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash course. Joe and I are going to be talking a little bit more about that today in the conversation, but you're definitely going to want to register for that and not miss out on it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, you can go to thespeakerlab.com slash course to learn all about that. All right, without further ado, further delay, let's get into it. Here's my uh, conversation with my buddy, Joe Michael. Enjoy. What's up, my friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Today, we are joined by my buddy, Joe. Jo Joe, what are we going by on our last name these days? Oh, you know, we're still going by Joseph Michael since it's sort of my official pen name. So I'm going with the pen name. You've dubbed it as a pen name. In fact, let me look here. I don't think I told you. I referenced you. We did an episode about pen names for speakers. And I don't think I referenced you by name, but I referenced you in episode 29. Yeah, I, I talked about you uh, in the Speaker Lab podcast. So I don't again, I don't think I said you by name. But anyway, Joseph Michael's hanging out with it. Are you going by Joseph or Joe? Well, so, so it feels weird if you it's see. It feels weird yeah, if you true. call me Joseph because I don't, we're, I don't, we're on the next level. Yeah, I don't like calling you Joseph. That just feels like old. <laughs> yeah. I would almost feel offended. So you you've got to call me Joe. Yeah. So we are uh, we're buds. We've been in a mastermind together for about a year and a half or so, and we like each other. So that's and eventually I'm going to convince you to move to Nashville. You don't realize it yet, but uh, <laughs> my wife and I are trying to convince your wife and you to uh, to make that move. And one of these days we'll get you. So anyway, today we're going to be talking about lots of subliminal programming there. Yeah, I'm just floating that stuff out there. Just uh, when Carrie <laughs> listens later, she's going to be like, I'm starting to sense it. I think we should move. But. <laughs> So we actually had you on the previous podcast, How Did You Get Into That, in episode 69. We'll link up to that if people want to listen to your full story. But today we're going to be talking about courses. We're going to be hosting a uh, 
live webinar coming up very, very soon on June the 16th. And so uh, we're going to be talking about that a little bit more today. If people want to register for that, you can go over to the speakerlab.com slash course. Again, that is the speakerlab.com slash course. And so again, we'll get into that later, but let's, first of all, let's kind of give a high level view of who you are, what you do, kind of how you got into it. And then we'll, we'll start talking about some course stuff. Yeah, sure. So again, official pen name, so to speak, is Joseph Michael. I started an online course called Learn Scrivener Fast in the writer's niche and spoke how to use Scrivener to pretty much like bend to their will, let them accelerate their writing for you know whatever their purposes are, whether they're publishing books, they're freelancing, they're copywriting. Program's kind of hard to learn, so there's a little bit of a, a learning curve. My course kind of eases that and shows people things they never knew they could do before. And it's pretty much changed my life because of this online course, I was able to replace my day job income, which I was working for a uh, entertainment industry, a casino organization, really for like the last eight years doing just random odds and ends stuff for the marketing department there. And so, yeah, my journey just kind of started as an everyday guy who found a pain point and decided to tinker around with stuff online and ended up blown up. And now I've just been passionate about online courses and then I sort of this last year released a new course called Easy Course Creation, where I'm teaching people how to not only put together their own online course, but how to turn it into a business and create a side income or a full-time income for themselves. So it's been a fun journey. I like it. Well, and part of the reason that I wanted to have you come hang out here is, yes, we're buds and yes, we're friends. But I know for a lot of people who are speakers and people that are interested in speaking, part of the challenge with speaking is you go, you show up, you speak, you do your thing, and then you leave – and realistically, unfortunately, the audience is going to forget a large percentage of what you say. And if you're there to speak, let's say for you know 45 minutes or 60 minutes, there's only so much you can cover. And so ultimately, if the goal of a speaker is to help people with life change or change in some way, then speaking is one way to do that. But I know for a lot of people, you're looking to build a bigger platform. And so speaking is one part of that. And so you're probably interested in, I have this message that I want to share. Speaking is part of that. Maybe having a book is part of that. Maybe having an online training is part of that. And so Joe is the best that I know at teaching uh, this stuff. So let's first, let's start by talking about that. It, okay. I do some speaking and I have this idea of, you know, I have some ideas of what it is that I currently speak about, but I'm trying to figure out, does this translate to a course? Does it not translate to a course? Like what makes a good online course in terms of just topic and subject? Yeah, sure. So there's really like so many overlaps between speaking, writing, and course creation. So like as a speaker, you've got a topic already, which is huge. Like you've got something hopefully that you know you're passionate about, or, you're, or at least you're finding that you're uncovering that. And with writing, it's going to help you flesh that out a little bit more, really refine your thoughts. And then if you've got those pieces together, really a course is just a packaging of that information. So it really is just that you're teaching this material. You're repackaging it in organized format, you know, very logical format, and maybe going a little bit deeper on certain concepts. You know, it's much more how to, like, show me how to do something. Most folks who take an online course, you know, myself included, you know, I've taken a ton of online courses. It's usually to get a result of some kind. Like, I want to go from point A to point B, and how do I get there? And a course is really just the bridge, that gap. And so, if especially if you've got some sort of a message that you're speaking on that is teaching any kind of transformation in any way, chances are you can package that same knowledge up into an online course, make it a little more visual, hands-on, maybe include some checklists, you know, some resources, things like that, and you've got an online course. So we're in a 
like information age of people love to consume information in lots of different ways. And so that's why I think speakers really have a great advantage for this because you're consuming the spoken word and then now you can bring it digitally and others can consume the same type of information in a different way. So that's, that's really kind of how I look at it. When we're talking about an online course, I think some people may be familiar with that and other people are like, what, what, like, what are we even talking about here? So for some more context, like what exactly is an online course? Like, do you have like a good definition or description of one? Gosh, you know, I really don't. I kind of reference some other things that most people are familiar with. So a lot of folks know of Udemy or like lynda.com or even online academies now. You know, I finished out my bachelor's degree online, you know, and so a lot of things are moving online. It's essentially just, I mean, you can even build this out of a WordPress blog, like a membership site. It's really just like a protected membership site that you charge access to. Like that's how I started. Learn Scrivener Fast is a WordPress site where I put a bunch of tutorials on there, a bunch of videos. I just recorded my screen, had people watch over my shoulder of, hey, this is what I'm doing. Click here, click here. And I just threw a membership plugin on top of it, charged for access, and boom, you've got an online course. You make it sound simple, simple and we're going to get into it more, but uh, and, okay. So let's imagine that I'm listening to this. I've got, I do some speaking. I have an idea of what my topic is. How do I begin to figure out like, like what does a course look like? Should it, you reference videos? Should it be videos? Should it be audio? Should it be worksheets? Should it be community? Like what pieces should go into what makes a, an online course? Well, first of all, I think you have to start at the beginning, which is something I teach, which is really, really knowing who your target market is, who you're speaking to. The more you know about them, the more you're going to know exactly what they want. You know, certain types of people like to consume a very visual, you know, hands-on, step-by-step approach. Like, for instance, I'm teaching a software program, and so it only makes sense if I were just to be talking at you and you're just watching me talk and I'm trying to explain these concepts of do this with Scrivener, it's not going to work. And so for them, it's going to be they need to see me doing it, which is what I thought was missing in that market because there's been, you know, dummies books on, you know, Scrivener for dummies and you're reading all this stuff. But I remember thinking, I just really need to see that. Right. And so it really depends what your niche is, like what you're talking about. A lot of folks can get away with just, you know, recording a PowerPoint presentation or a keynote presentation, which as a speaker, you probably already have. And just record that into a video form. You know, you can put that uh, on a page, do multiple of them or break it down into little pieces. So for instance, I have my course that teaches courses. And, and one part of that is research, you know, for those who don't have an idea yet, researching different topics. And, you know, you can just go and piece that off and make one course just about that. So you can go deeper, I think, with an online course. But at its simplest form, Basically, you're just recording a presentation. For most folks, this is like probably 90% of courses, you're, you're recording a PowerPoint-type presentation into video, and you're putting it in an organized fashion online. And there's nowadays, I mean, our, these programs are popping up everywhere. You know, you've got Teachable, you've got Thinkific, you've got all these different plugins that make course creation so much easier because they're handling the tech for you. Like if you're afraid of like, oh my gosh, the technology, and there's so many different pieces You've got these programs that are just like a done for you platform. You just need to bring the information. Right. Gotcha. So, okay. So if, if I have some idea of what I want to cover, what I want to teach. So if I'm, let's imagine I'm just, we're going hypothetical here. If I'm a speaker, I speak to 
I speak to insurance agents about work-life balance and, you know, my normal talk is about, you know, the five keys to work-life balance for insurance agents or something along those lines. So maybe what I could do mm-hmm. is that's a talk that's, you know, a 45 or 60 minute talk. The course could be each of those points within that talk is, you know, a, a 10 minute point or a five minute point or whatever. I could really go in more depth of, you know, a 20 or 30 minute lesson on each of those and just kind of expanding on it. And just, I think that's part of the key to an online course is it's more like the nuts and bolts of there's only, even today, there's only so much we can cover. There's only so much we can talk about as it relates to online courses and create them. That's why we're doing this live training together coming up that again, people need to register for over at thespeakerlab.com slash course. But the course allows you to go deeper on subjects and topics so that you can get, I guess, more of a well-rounded view and know what some of those next steps may be rather than just kind of the the high level view. Would that be accurate? Yeah, exactly. You're just, you're answering more questions basically. So, I mean, like the first thing you want to do is you want to find questions that people have about your topic. And the more you, like I said, the more you research those people that you're really speaking to, that you're really helping anything that is a frustration for them, a pain, a fear, anything that you're going to help them overcome, or you're going to help them improve on. Those are the things that you want to go deeper, tackle each one of those, you know, a, a speech or something may cover one or two, but I'm sure, you know, and you probably know, this too, Grant. You get asked so many questions, and a course really just allows you to go deeper on more and more of those questions. And it's really just a your audience kind of tells you if you do it right what you should build your course on. That's why I recommend for my students being very hands on with the research and the folks they're making the course for. And if you don't have an idea yet, then you've got to go find these communities. You got to go find these people and see exactly what they're saying, how they're framing it what their pains are, and then you are just the solution bringer. Solution bringer. I like that. I don't even know if that is that hyphenated. <laughs> uh, definitely. I'm a big fan of hyphens. So yeah. Trademark. You are. <laughs> oh, that's an inside <laughs> joke. That's good. We got to give some context to that. So Joe and I are in a mastermind together and we meet like what, once a quarter ish, give or take. And there's five of us, yeah. we get together in person somewhere and goof off for a couple of days, talk business, talk life. And uh, so we were talking about domain names and Joe really loves hyphens in domain names, which is a big <laughs> no-no. So we still give him crap for that. Uh, so that was awesome. All this is staying in, by the way. Course, so okay, yes. so let's let's say that at this point I have an idea of okay, I know what I speak about, I know what my course could be about, I have some ideas of what that might look like in terms of the format. I'm intimidated by the technology. All right, there seems like there's a lot of moving pieces that go into it, and you make it sound simple. You just record it and you put it on a WordPress site and throw a membership plugin on top of it. I have no idea what those things mean. So talk me through that. Of I know what I want to do. What do I do now to actually create the actual course? So first you got to start with a basic outline, which everybody knows how to do an outline, right? So I, what I would do is like I list all the topics just on a, like a Microsoft Word doc, Scrivener doc, I'm a little partial to Scrivener, uh, a Google doc, whatever, piece of paper, list out all the topics that you think you could teach a lesson on or all the pain points that you're going to solve, right? Something that you have an answer to. And then kind of organize that into a, all right, let's break these up. Which of these kind of go in the same category? Then you kind of flesh out some modules, right? Module one might include, you know, three to five different subtopics under that module two and so on. And a course doesn't have to be really big. In fact, I recommend folks don't make it so huge. It's a common misconception or a common temptation, I think, of course creators to think, okay, if I'm going to charge money for this, I've got to include everything and anything in this thing for it to be super, super valuable. Actually, the opposite is true. You only want to include enough information to get somebody from point A to point B. I mean, if you think 
think about it in terms of the stuff that you log into and that you buy on. You just want to know, hey, tell me the quickest way to get from point A to B, right? You don't want to know every way. Just tell me your way. And that's where everybody's got their own unique sauce, right? Even if there's multiple courses on the same topic, nobody's going to teach it exactly like you. So back to the beginning point of after you've got your outline, you know, and if you're not familiar with tech and all those things sound like Chinese and you're like, oh, forget it, that I recommend just going with a simple like done for you platform like Teachable or Thinkific to get started. I'm a really big fan of both of those right now because they have these free like starter plans where you can just get going. You can start kind of fleshing out your material. You basically take that outline, take the information, you start plugging it into these little sections that all have like pre-built. It'll kind of literally walk you through, okay, here's where to put text, here's where to put a video or even upload a PDF, that kind of thing. You start getting traction and you can start, you know, interacting with an audience like what I first did. I didn't have an, an email list or anything, any kind of platform when I first started making my course. But I did know that there was people interested in Scrivener in Twitter or in Facebook groups or Google Plus groups. And I would start to kind of create parts of this course and I would reach out to them if I saw a problem that they were having. Somebody was saying, oh, I can't figure out how to get this image inside this document or whatnot. And I'd say, hey, you know, I'm working on this course. Check out this video I just made of that. Let me know if you like. And, you know, just be very hands-on with folks and then you'll get feedback. And then somebody else might say, oh, well, could you also show me how to do this or that? And the more you can build it with real people and get feedback in real time, the better it's going to be. But really those two programs and there's more popping up, it seems like every day. Choose a program that's going to be easy. They handle the tech for you. The downside is like they take a little bit of transaction fees, right? So if you're making a sale. But what I like about them is they don't make any money unless you do first. And so you don't really have to put up a lot up front. Now, if you're the type who likes to tinker with stuff and you're really good, like, you know, Grant and I are, we kind of like to tweak our own stuff. And, you know, we don't mind putting together a bunch of pieces on the back end. Well, then, of course, there's multiple options there as well. But for somebody who just wants to get started, I think it's a great idea to just start putting something up there. If you're a visual person, you kind of see your course start to come together. It gets really, really exciting and you start getting really excited to share your with folks. So in terms of if we wanted to do the do-it-yourself type of option, then so it sounds like basically we're creating slides. I mean, this is the typical, like you said, that depends on the context, but the typical format right. is, I know for me in the courses that I've done, is I've created the slides within Keynote, and then I'm mm-hmm. basically doing a, what am I using there? ScreenFlow to record it. So I'm basically doing kind of a voiceover as I'm walking through the slides, kind of explaining those. So you can do, so there's ScreenFlow for Mac, and then what is it, Camtasia for PC? Yep, exactly. Yep. And it's, what's great about those is they record whatever is on your screen, and they record your voice. So really, if you're going to invest in anything, you know, pick up a decent quality microphone because chances are you're always going to be talking if you're doing kind of video. And that that really is pretty much more important than even the visuals. So pick up a good mic and then those programs are going to record your voice and your video. And they're dead simple to edit at the end, which is what I love about it. You know, I've got higher end editing programs like Final Cut Pro and those kind of things. But I always end up going back to ScreenFlow because it just makes it so simple. So you record your presentation, you hit play, just like as if you're doing a live presentation, right? And then all this time, ScreenFlow is recording your screen as you're talking over your slides. You hit done, and then you edit any you know pauses, any kind of thing like that out. That's what's great about this versus a live thing, right? Is you can polish it to your heart's content. You can take out all your mess ups. And um, the other thing is you can improve as you go. So I tell people a lot of times we get stuck on perfectionism. Just make a version 1.0 just as good as you can make it and then get it out there to get feedback. 
And what's cool about this, and instead of like a book form or something, is you can go back and update those later. You can change them later because everything's you know flexible online. So that's pretty much the setup. You record over your voice. Uh, you talk over your slides. You've got a video right there. And then you can take that video file. You can upload it to Wistia, Vimeo. I've used both of those before. These platforms like and Teachable that I keep referencing, they actually have those video platforms like built in with Wistia. So you don't even have to bother going out and connecting those. Or you can even start on YouTube, which I know a few people do. They start you know, posting some kind of tutorials or posting, at least getting in the habit of making some videos, starting getting some traction on YouTube and getting in the habit of doing videos. So it's really just wherever your comfort level is to get going, but just getting started in some ways the big hurdle for most. Yeah, we totally agree with that. That just getting version 1.0 is, is really key. So so you create the slides, you record it within Camtasia or ScreenFlow, upload. I know we use Vimeo Pro, Wistia, like you said, is another option. So from there, I've got my video files. They're uploaded somewhere. So then am I basically just, what does the actual site look like? So you said basically, it's a, this is kind of a misconception for me early on as I felt like it was something fancy, but really it's just a, it's a WordPress site. And then I'm just kind of uh, oftentimes using some type of template. I know for me, I use a, an optimized press template to create just kind of the, the look of it. So I'm, I'm just kind of plugging and playing mm -hmm. and just kind of dragging and dropping some stuff there and then just embedding those videos there. And then basically you're adding a plugin that creates it a mem creates a, a, makes it a, a membership site, which basically means in order to access those videos and access that WordPress site, you have to have a username and password, which people would get however they, you know, you choose to, to register them. So what about the, am I missing anything there? Well, there's got to be a payment exchange, True. right? And so there's got to be these, there's a lot of options there as well. I'll just kind of walk you through the very first setup that I ever did, which still works today. I'm a big fan of just kind of keeping it simple. Anytime I've deviated from that and try to get things too complex, I always end up saying, just go back to what works, right? Keep it simple. I started with, like you said, a, a very simple WordPress theme. There's a there's a ton of themes out there. I mean, you can even use a free theme. And I, I show this inside my course, how so you can transform a free WordPress theme, put a video file on there, do some very simple tweaks with color or whatnot, try to you know make a brand out of it. Get creative. I show some examples there, but really, you don't have to spend anything yet there. You can get a simple plugin like Word uh, WP Courseware is a simple one for for under hundred bucks. It basically allows you to turn blog posts into a course unit, and then you can just kind of organize them. It makes a nice user experience. But you don't even need that. Basically, if you think of a blog post as a course unit, and you could have a page which just links to different blog posts. Right. So basically, if you can do a WordPress blog, you could transform it into a course. Now, the only difference at the very beginning with a WordPress blog is anybody can access those pages. Right. right? So that's what we're talking about when you add a membership plugin. It just makes it to where so if a visitor came to that page, then they're not part of the course yet. It would just simply tell them, oops, you know, you don't have access to this. Click here if you'd like to have access to this page and you just click on the pages that you want protected. Basically, you know, that's how it works. You need a simple like sales page to describe what it is that you're teaching in your course. Now you can use a lot of different tools. They have lead pages is a great sales page template. You know, that's a cost. Or you can just create a page on your blog, on your site, a separate page that just describes it. Put a button on there. Gumroad is a great option. I used that in the beginning to do a very simple, you know, payment exchange. PayPal, you can even just stick a PayPal button on there, right. which folks are doing. So 
there's a lot of options there. And once you do that, it redirects to a, you know, a thank you page or a welcome email that's automatically triggered, which gives folks a username, password, like you said. That's how they're going to log into the course and access the material. Well, and I would say a couple things to add on there is you can make this as simple or as complicated as you want to. So again, just to continue to stress, I know we're throwing out a lot of different terms and lingo and products and tools and all that (laughs) stuff. Like Joe said, I mean, you could start with kind of a done for you type of service that really handles all of this stuff. Or if you want to get in the weeds and you want to to play with it a little more yourself, you totally can do that. And, And Joe and I, that's what we do. And at the same time, I think Joe and I would both say that all of these little moving pieces, this is nothing you have to necessarily knock out in a weekend. This is something that you can always be improving on. You can always be tweaking and and refining and and making better. The other thing I would say too, is it's one thing for Joe and I to talk about these things and describe them. But part of the point of us doing this live webinar together is so that we can show you these things. It, It makes a heck of a lot more sense when we can actually show you visually what we're talking about. And here's how this links up to this. And here's how these things work together. And so again, that's why we're going to be uh, co-hosting that free live workshop on June the 16th. So you want to make sure you register for that. So Joe, let's talk about this. If I've I've got my course in place and uh, similar to speaking, I think there's this misconception that if you build it, they will come. And that just doesn't Mm. work that I put up my speaking website and I got my demo video. And now I just wait for the bookings to come in the same way that I built my course. And now I just sit back and wait for money to pour in. It just does not happen. So I built my course. How do I actually sell it? Like I'm, I'm not running a nonprofit here. So how do I get people to actually pay me money for the course? Yes. So you've got to find a mechanism to get people to be aware of your course, right? Bring them to it and even know it exists. And so that's why, and I'm sure you teach this as well, Grant, is, you know, audience building should always be part of your activity, right? And whether that's building an email list of, you know, targeted folks who would be interested in this kind of thing. And that's a whole nother course for a whole nother day of, you know, building that email list. But I definitely recommend that. It's not necessarily a requirement, not saying that, hey, if you build this course and you don't have an email list, then sorry for you, you know, you may as well go back and do something else. When I first started, I didn't even know what an email list was. Like, I didn't even know you were supposed to collect emails and then, you know, give them value and do a launch. I didn't know anything about a launch, anything like that. So it really just depends. If you've got an email list of folks, you're just a step ahead. It's going to be that much easier. You've got almost some guaranteed sales built in there. If you don't, you're just going to have to do a little more grunt work, right? You're going to have to do a little more old school, reaching out with folks, providing value where you can. I'm a big believer in the more free content you can put out there, the more people can get a taste and feel for your style. You're going to naturally build up a following of people that like you. They like your style. They know, like, and trust you. There's a term we throw out in our mastermind group a lot, which is like learn out loud. You know, the more you can like show bits and pieces of your work, stuff you're working on, I think that uh, really keeps people interested. And then if there's a way to capture them with a free lead magnet, if you're already blogging, you know, if you put up a even a simple checklist, you know, the five steps to course creation or, you know, give people something in exchange for an email address where you can communicate with them on the back end, build that relationship. And then you can, you know, say, hey, my course is open. Not like that. Go through a little sequence. You know, you want to craft your, your emails right. But in the beginning, if you don't have any of that, you can still reach out. So what I did, I knew a lot of my writer folks lived on Twitter. And I, so I decided I'm going to spend time learning Twitter, jumping in the conversation where I can, not just barging in and saying, hey, guys, buy my course. I got a course. It's going to, you're going to love it. Like, try to find and add value first. So I would always try to give somebody a tip or jump in a conversation. And a lot of times they'll ask you more questions or they'll open up the conversation for you to talk about 
your course. And so for me, it was just a lot of grunt work. The next thing I would recommend is find and connect with those who already have a targeted audience that people that would be interested in your material. So for instance, um, Jeff Goins has a fantastic blog, you know, Goins Writer, and it's all about writers. And so early on, I knew that if I could connect with Jeff, I knew a lot of his folks would love my course because chances are they're probably asking Jeff, hey, what do you think about Scrivener? Do you know how to use it? And, you know, a lot of people were kind of intimidated by it. And so after building that relationship over the course of months, it finally, we put together a webinar where I came and presented a free workshop, like a free hour presentation to Jeff's folks where I taught all my best stuff on a webinar. You know, I always tell people, if, if you're not a little embarrassed about how much content you're giving away for free, it's not good enough. Like you want it to be that good to where that's a standalone thing they could walk away and say, that was an hour completely worth my time spent on that webinar. And then at the end of that, it's just, hey, if you want more, if you like what I just showed you for free, well, I've got a completely packaged thing you can work through at your own pace. And uh, there's a whole, you know, we had, you know, 500 to 1,000 folks of interested writers who would purchase the course afterwards because it was a very natural step. They're saying thank you. They're saying thank you to Jeff for having Joe come on to teach us. And it's a win-win for everybody. So relationship building is huge, number one. I'm a classic introvert, as a lot of us who live behind screens are. And so I remember thinking in the beginning, I'm going to be the one guy who I don't need to do all this networking stuff. Like, that's uncomfortable for me, right? And that was my only regret is I didn't start that soon enough. And it's just as simple as reaching out, starting to make those relationships. And gosh, you know, some of my best friends, uh, you, Grant, and our mastermind, everything is all because of reaching out to folks. So I don't know where I'd be without it. So reach out, start building relationships, find where your audience who would be interested in this stuff lives and start helping them ASAP. That's that's the best advice I can give you. Yeah, and I would totally echo all of that. that uh, and especially the relationship piece that you and I both do a lot of partner webinars. That's exactly what we're doing with the one that you and I are doing together on June 16th is I know that a lot of our audience, a lot of people listening to this are interested in the course topic. And so rather than me just sharing, I know, let's bring on an expert, you who knows this course stuff better than I do and can come on and share and, and teach this. Uh, and if people are looking for some additional support and help and training, then oftentimes on some of these webinars, we may have some type of, of paid course or paid training. So you could do, that's definitely something I know you mentioned just webinars in general, whether it's for someone else's audience or for your own audience. Webinars work really, really well for offering those. You can offer through email. I think the thing to avoid, like you said, is instead of just, okay, I've got my course. Now I'm just going to, I'm going to throw it up on Facebook and wait for the sales to come in. Like tweeting about it or posting on, on social isn't going to lead to anything. So providing some of that training, providing some of your base of knowledge for free and then saying, hey, if you want more, then here's this additional training tool. Here's this you know, additional resource or course that we have to offer. Right, exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of promotional strategies that people are familiar with blogging and the same concepts apply, you know, whether it's guest posting on other sites. And the whole idea is just to get in front of that target audience. And of course, there is, you know, Facebook advertising and things like that. But a lot of times when people are just starting up with this, they don't have thousands of dollars to throw at, you know, Facebook ads. And so there are other ways in a relatively quick, you know, amount of time. I went from zero audience to, you know, replacing my full-time income in 
less than 12 months. And so, I mean, if you think about it, you know, at my day job, I was willing to put in five years of trying to climb that ladder, right, to just get a something over a 3% raise. And when people get a little discouraged by, oh, my gosh, this is going to take like six months of networking and reaching out and like hustling on the back end. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is fun. And this is so much easier than the tooth and, you know, eye for an eye stuff out in the corporate world. And most folks online, and you probably found this too, Grant, is like there's this community of helpfulness, right? Like we're all willing to kind of partner up, help each other. And you don't always have to shoot for the A-listers at first. Like I knew when I was first starting out. I was, there's no chance I was going to get the attention of somebody who was, you know, considered like an A-lister, but there's a lot of folks that are in the same position as you, you know, partner up with them and grow together and find ways where you can cross promote and just be helpful. Another example that I'll give real quick here is I had nothing to offer in exchange for folks when I first met them, you know? Some folks that I talked to like, hey, I can introduce you to so-and-so. Would that be helpful? And I'm like, yeah, great. Well, I don't know anybody yet, so I can't really introduce you to anybody. But I got some graphic skills that I learned in my day job, but I'm pretty good at, you know, designing some uh, ebook covers. Do you have anything I could redesign for you? You know, is there anything I could help you with? And a lot of times they're like, well, yeah, you know, I do have this ebook here that I hate the design. I kind of hocked it myself. If you could help me, that'd be awesome. And that's what I did in the beginning. I just found anything that I could use as something that would be helpful and just adding value to those folks. And you know what? It it worked. <laughs> it, it works. Well, and one thing I wanted to echo here just to kind of piggyback on is part of the value of just creating this course, because I know this feels, it's easy to look at this and be like, man, this feels like a lot of work. But part of the challenge with speaking is that it is a, I've always jokingly said, it's a high paying manual labor job. And the reality is, is yes, we get paid really well to run our mouths, but you are trading dollars for hours. And so whenever you go speak, you can only give that presentation to that audience. And that's the only time that you can be paid. Whereas whenever you're creating a course that you can offer to people online or offline or whatever it may be, that this is something that can generate revenue and not only revenue, but impact where you're getting paid and creating that impact after doing the work one time, right? You create the course, you offer the course, and it can make a substantial difference and create a significant income for you as it's done for you know both you and I. But it means that you're just doing the work once versus having to constantly go out and constantly give a talk, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. But a, having that online course is just another way to leverage that. So hey, again, we've covered a lot of different bits and angles here. But June 16th, why don't you wet our, wet, wet our appetite here just a little bit, Joe, and, and just give us kind of a high level view. What else are we going to be covering? What else are we going to be talking about? Why should people show up with us live on June 16th? Yeah. So, so if you're curious about how all this stuff works that we're talking about, you know, I'm a very visual person myself. I'm a very visual learner. And I find a lot of folks are who are online as well. And so I've kind of taken a lot of these things and broken them down into some simple examples. I'm a big fan of showing lots of examples for inspiration's sake. I know when I started, I just wanted to, you know, I bought several courses just to see like, what does a course look like and what are they doing and how are they organizing their information? What's, what's behind the so what I will yeah, what's behind there, you know, and I spent a lot of those, but I'm glad I did because it really, you know, took a piece from this course and a piece from that and I kind of made it my own. And so what I want to do on the, a presentation like this workshop is show you a lot of those examples of what other folks are doing, what I'm doing, kind of take you backstage and show you very simply how things are set up. So if you're curious about how we're setting this stuff up on a WordPress site or whatnot, literally just taking you backstage, showing you my dashboard, showing you, you know, how I've tweaked simple little images to use as buttons, things like that. A lot of folks think, you know, you must have 
paid a developer thousands of dollars to create your course. And I tell them, actually, I, I just did it all myself. And it really wasn't that hard. I'm not an expert designer. I, I don't know or even touch a line of code. It scares me to death to this day. And so we're just going to do a lot of that stuff and then kind of walk you through the process of start to finish what it looks like to start a course, build the course, and promote the course and some very simple strategies that a lot of folks are having some great success with. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't wait. And, and uh, again, it's going to be live June the 16th. You and I will be there also just answering questions. We're going to do a lot of Q&A at the very end. So definitely come if you've got your questions. That'd be a great chance to have us help you just chime in and, and give you some feedback on your course or the idea or any places where maybe you're in the process of creating a course and you're just getting stuck or hitting a roadblock. Definitely come and hang out with us. Again, that's the June 16th at the speakerlab.com slash course is where you can register. So definitely stop by, check that out. If you're listening to this way into the future, still go ahead and register for that. We'll try to send you out the replay but at the very least, we want you to be there live again, June 16th, speakerlab.com slash course. So Joe, uh, in the meantime, if people want to find out where you are and, and what you're up to, where can we go? Yeah, you can head over to josephmichael.net. That's where I kind of put my projects out, what I'm working on there. You can also hit me up on Twitter at ScrivenerCoach. I'm always pretty active there and it's a quick and easy way to reach me, interact with me and say hello. So Check it out. Awesome, man. And again, looking forward to uh, June 16th hanging out live. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we will uh, we'll plan on seeing you then. Sounds good, buddy. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that chit-chat, chatteroo with my buddy Joe Michael. Really good stuff there. Hey, again, just a reminder, we're going to be co-hosting, hanging out live on a uh, live online training on June the 16th. So you can register for that by going to thespeakerlab.com slash course. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash course. You're going to want to be there. I mean, again, we just scratched the surface on what we're going to be covering and talking about. So you're going to want to, uh, not going to want to miss out on that. If you are listening to this way into the future, past June the 16th, you can still go ahead and go register again over at thespeakerlab.com slash course. And uh, there we continue the replay and get you some more info and details on that training. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com slash course. We will see you again June 16th live. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will be answering your questions live, and I can't wait to see you there. Catch you next time, my friend. You're awesome.